How we feeling? Welcome to the How We Feel podcast. I'm Nate. I'm Joey, and we're two emotionally literate friends. On this podcast, we'll be talking everything from a place of empathy, emotion, and feeling. Welcome to episode 11, Trusting and Trauma on the How We Feel podcast. Let's go. We've been sitting here talking about trauma, talking about relationships in our own personal lives as well as generally, Mm. and we've really gotten down to and narrowed it down to what does it look like to get our hands dirty when we are triggered, when we're traumatized in Mm -hmm. our relationships, Mm -hmm. what do we do? Joey, give me some of your thoughts here. That's a good question. That is the question of the hour. I think we've long talked about trauma as this thing that we're supposed to work on, heal from, put the work into changing. And it happens offline, right? It it happens in therapy. It happens uh, with professionals. It happens uh, with the people who have harmed us. But what happens when we do... (laughs) Yeah, it happens uh, elsewhere. But what happens when we have to do that work in the moment, right? How do we be present in our bodies, feel what we need to feel, trust our trauma to tell us something, and when we're applying all that new information that we've garnered from those outside sources to do the work in the moment, right? Um, It really is easy to feel triggered. We get defensive, we feel shame, we either attack the self, we attack the other. Uh, There's this thing called the compass of shame and there's four different places where people go. Uh, It's really useful to figure out where you go. Um, I'm definitely someone who retreats into himself when I feel uh, my trauma resurfacing. And so in the moment, what I've been learning to do is talk about my feelings explicitly. Right, like it's this meta moment of self-recognition for me to talk about my emotions. I'm feeling this because of this. I can relate it to what has happened to me prior or to what I've just experienced in that moment, but talking about it explicitly uh, makes it real and allows me to talk through it. Yeah, Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that, I love that, I think I think like we were discussing in relationships, it's so easy. I mean, we we all have trauma. We all have our triggers, right? Mm -hmm. And when you're interacting with someone new, you're getting to know someone romantically, intimately, even just friends, Mm -hmm. maybe a new family member. There's there's different points where you're going to feel triggered. And Mm -hmm. I think it's so natural to want to respond to that feeling of of being triggered with being defensive yes with being offensive Mm -hmm. oh you're gonna say that to me well i'm gonna get you back or even to project what you're feeling on the situation it's so easy to do that and honestly like i said as as humans natural to do that but that's not conducive to your healing Mm -hmm. nor the success or communication in the relationship absolutely because sometimes it has nothing to do with the person right like it's your prior experiences that are showing up in this way yes that's huge that's huge and so nate i want to ask you how do you trust yourself and step into vulnerability in the moment when you are feeling triggered traumatized and stuff is coming back up that's a great question and i loved how you as you previously mentioned that 
most of the time it has nothing to do with mine and your connection mm. right now. Mm -hmm. It's my childhood. It's a it's a past relationship. It's a Ooh. past partner. It's my relationship with my father. Yep. Whatever it is, <laughs> it's not me and you. Yep. That realization in and of itself is powerful, as well as stepping into the vulnerability of sharing how you are feeling. Mm. Because like I said, with trauma especially, it's so easy mm. to just take and feel that discomfort and be like ah i'm defensive it's mm -hmm. you why are you being mean why'd you say that you made me feel mm. when in reality your trauma is your thing absolutely so sharing that in a vulnerable way hey that comment that was made wow it made me feel uncomfortable mm -hmm. i realized that this isn't something that really you said Correct. but my feelings are Valid. Mm -hmm. I'm uncomfortable. I don't feel seen. I don't feel loved. Trusting yourself yep. and sharing it in that format, once again, rather than the defensiveness. Yeah, I hear you and I resonate with what you said because trauma is embodied, right? It's in our mm -hmm. body. We are transported back to that place where we have to feel those things again. What do we do with those feelings? Trauma compounds. Right? And so when we are oh presented gosh. with the same stimulus, we're going to have the same reaction unless we do something different. And the, the thing that we're doing that's different is we're talking explicitly about how we're feeling, right? It's this, yes. I'm going to step out of, almost step out of my body for a minute and look at this situation, right? Like it's like going into the avatar state. I mean, I'm Aang, I'm the last airbender. I am uh, Dr. <laughs> Strange. I'm going to knock you out of your body for a minute and talk through uh, my emotions. This happened and I'm feeling this now. Wow, wow, wow. I love that. I love that. Like you said, having that meta moment of like, whoa, I am, this is what's happening within me. Mm. This isn't necessarily the comment they made or the circumstance right now. This is my past mm -hmm. showing up. Joey, I, I, there's something in my coaching even as well that I always touch on mm. that choosing and stepping into vulnerability okay. is a circumstance where you always win oh because by being wow. vulnerable yep i am demanding that you meet me in that vulnerability mm. and if you aren't not even necessarily demanding mm -hmm. i'm offering the the olive branch mm. and saying hey i'm gonna step into my discomfort meet me here meet me show here. up with the olive branch so let's meet in the middle of this battlefield yep. our hands are dirty i feel traumatized i've triggered you mm -hmm. and no let's be vulnerable let's mm. come together and like i said you can't lose choosing vulnerability because it allows the other person to meet you there or to yep. expose who they are Absolutely. that they're unwilling to get there yes. that they're incapable at this point of doing that what are your thoughts there that is huge that is such a profound imagery i think about uh wonder woman and no man's land and that first movie where she is crossing this like hellscape right and what mm -hmm. happens when you are uh, putting yourself out there to receive someone that same way i think what you said is so profound because i'm going to get clarity if I'm capable of taking this moment to full, fully feel my feelings, express myself, and offer you the opportunity to do the same, can we uh, put what has just happened aside and talk as people really see each other, really feel each other, really um, be authentically raw? Like I am uh, giving you space to come with me. 
It's a choice. You get to either come or I learned that, you know what? We don't have the type of relationship where you want to go there with me and we're on different levels. And maybe you're not going to be part of my healing process or how I uh, process through my trauma. And that's okay. It makes me think about this idea that vulnerability has to cost us something, right? It's our sense of comfort, but not necessarily our sense of safety. We have to yes. strive to use our the times that we say, I don't know, to discover something, right? In therapy, mm-hmm. my therapist will always ask me a question and I'll say, I used to say even more so, I don't know. And then I would proceed to answer mm-hmm. the question, I know, yes. right? I don't know is what I say right before I speak out loud something brand new for the first time. I'm going to stumble through my words, but I'm going to come to a new discovery that I've never spoken out before. Instead of giving that store brand, that generic, that prepackaged answer that I always give, I don't know allows me to give something that is farm to table, fresh, locally sourced, organic, that I've never spoken out. And that is deeply powerful, right? Because I've taken all the things I've learned, all the work I've done in other places, this meta moment of understanding my emotions, and now applying it to the situation to give you something brand new I've never spoken out before. Woo! Can can we just clip that? You are glowing. Oh my gosh, you are glowing. Yes, sir. Wow. Yes, sir. Wow. It is so impactful. That realization, like you said, vulnerability will cost us something. Mm. Our sense of comfort, but not our safety. That realization in and of itself, that could be the title of the podcast episode. (laughs) It doesn't cost us our safety. Mm -hmm. Sense of comfort, yes. Yes. But is that something I'm willing to give up Mm. to for potentially forward or navigate this relationship more effectively in my circumstance every single time? Yes, I want to be uncomfortable. I want to be pushed by my partner, by my friend, by myself, by my family. Mm. I want to have that level of discomfort understanding Mm -hmm. at all times. I'm not the eight-year-old kid that is traumatized. Mm. I'm not the 12-year-old kid that's traumatized. I'm not the 15-year-old boy that struggles to communicate how he feels and feels like a burden. Mm -hmm. No, my trauma is real, but I am a 26-year-old empowered, Mm -hmm. healing, safe. That realization, that Mm. baseline allows me to approach any dialogue, any conversation, any relationship in the moment i'm in battle my hands are dirty my sword's bloody Mm -hmm. what is going on i am safe Mm. i can choose discomfort from a place of safety from an empowered place Mm -hmm. and like you said invite my partner my my co-worker my family my Mm. friend into peace Mm -hmm. into discussion into vulnerability that is something that i can offer that's huge i am safe and i think what you said is making me realize that we're talking about is we are in the midst of battle like my metaphors are flying today because i'm thinking about the final battle at hogwarts and then harry is just like in that like you know safe zone right like where Mm -hmm. uh, voldemort is sitting there laying lying there raw right What happens when you take that moment? We're having a conversation. This is not a battle. Why are we even fighting? We're fighting because of stuff that's happened to me in the past or us in the past and we're responding to it. This is a conversation in the moment. This is not a battle, right? So if I can recognize the format of what we're even talking about, that means I can behave differently. And by talking about my emotions explicitly, 
that's gonna give me command or control over those emotions of the moment. Is this a real emotion? Do I need to be feeling this? Is this true? And is this person willing to do the same with me? It, oh, Joey, wow, wow, I'm wow. telling you, you are on point <laughs> as usual. No, no you're it doing it. It makes me think. It makes me think of a, a circumstance in my life, once again, stepping into vulnerability in a relationship of mine where I have been offered a place of healing. Mm. And even having that understanding, that offering, trust me, mm-hmm. I'm here for you. You can, I've got your back. I'm in your corner. Mm. That dialogue, even for me, my trauma is a 50 foot tall giant mm-hmm. sitting there staring at me on the battlefield and I'm like I can't I can't share how I'm feeling I'm a burden I'm too much it's showing up for me but trusting myself trusting that connection trusting vulnerability I can navigate it I can hold up that that white flag and walk out into the center this is what I'm feeling. Mm. I also am feeling my trauma showing up. I honor that. I'm also feeling in our relationship, this is what's happening. And like you said, so impactful. That person isn't your enemy. Mm-mm. Your enemy was that person 15 Ooh. years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago. Mm. The person you're interacting with now is someone that you are building a relationship with that you are getting to know Mm -hmm. from an empowered, healing, safe space. Mm. They're not your enemy. They're potentially your partner, your family, your inner circle. Realize trust. That's huge. That is huge. I am sitting with that. This is making me feel emotional because I'm just thinking about like how trauma lies to you. It tells Mm. you that the people that you're communicating with are always going to be the people who have harmed you or hurt you in the past and that's not true mm. that, that that can't be true that's not a way to live that's not a, a place to move forward from that is a, a continual lie that uh, trauma has placed into us that we are believing until we've learned how to not or to believe better or to believe different yeah wow hmm so powerful i love you i'm so glad that that this is what we're discussing today so impactful so impactful navigating trauma getting your hands dirty let's do the work and with that we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back you're listening to the how we feel podcast we'll be right back with the feel for you segment Welcome to the Feel For You segment, where we give you a couple quick, tangible tips to apply what we've discussed in today's episode. We're going to start off with tip one, trusting a friend who can be objective and give you perspective and motivation before communicating your discomfort or the trauma that you experienced Mm. in the relationship, right? Mm -hmm. So someone that isn't the relationship where you're feeling traumatized, that can give you just some objective, hey, it's totally legit what you're feeling hey listen maybe if we like paradigm shift a little bit that perspective so impactful trust your inner circle trust the people around you that's huge i think having people just affirm that what you're feeling is real matters deeply that takes us to our second tip we want you to cultivate an awareness around feeling triggered when is it a me thing and why what am i feeling 
Where does that come from? What is the root cause of this emotion for me? Where do I feel it in my body? Is it in my stomach? A lump in my throat? My chest and my heart is racing, right? Uh, I felt those feelings before. Why am I feeling them now? I love that. Like you said, in that moment, on that date, making the dinner, having the conversation, where is this showing up? This mm-hmm. is a me thing. Where is it coming from? I love the awareness. Takes us to the third point. Believe the work that you've already done is worthwhile. It's meaningful. It's impactful. That healing matters. And it will continue to make a difference in you and how you perceive things in the vulnerable conversation that Mm -hmm. you're about to have, in the vulnerable conversation that is needed. Trust the healing you're doing Mm -hmm. on a macro level. You can be vulnerable. You don't have to be right. You don't have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. You have to be vulnerable. I'm feeling X, Y, Z. Your feelings are valid. That's huge. Your feelings are valid. The healing's already been done. You're not the same person. The person you were before, the person who was deeply traumatized, is already different than who you are now. That takes us to our last point. Take how people respond to your vulnerability in the moment at face value and act accordingly. Use the clarity. Are they willing to come and meet you to protect your peace? Or are they incapable of doing that? If so, maybe it's time to let them go or your relationship might not be the one that you were looking for. Yeah. Hmm. A powerful realization, a powerful realization, using that clarity to your advantage. Thank you so much for having joined us on the Feel For You segment. Thank you for joining us on the How We Feel podcast. There'll be new episodes soon. I'm Nate. I'm Joey. And we've got so much more ahead of us, including anger, sadness, joy, and everything in between. Keep checking in with yourself. How we feeling? Peace. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Joey. You always ask the questions. You always are figuring me out. It's Correct. my turn to get you. Go ahead. I'm 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 thinking young Joey. We're talking about trauma. Young Joey. Yep. Elementary school. What is your or what was your go-to pastime? Okay. I loved Scrabble as a kid. We used to have these Scrabble tournaments at school at recess whenever it rained. I love words, um, like swashbuckling with words, uh, having a miasma, whatever word uh, feels good, rolling off the tip of my tongue. That is like my favorite thing. I want to know from you, what were you doing as a kid on the playground and what was your favorite pastime? That is a great question. That's <laughs> something I've actually been trying to get back to more. I was a creative fool. Really? In fourth grade, I convinced, I went to this new school for okay. fourth grade, just fourth grade, and then went back to my old school for fifth. Oh. Fourth grade, my new best friend, Julia. Mm. I convinced her mm-hmm. that I was Wolverine. <laughs> And so we'd, at the playground at recess, we'd, I'd climb over it on the playground and tell her, I'd like smell the air and be like, oh, saber tooth coming. Oh my God. Where are my claws? What the Creative genius, if you will. This is ridiculous. That was the pastime of choice for younger Nate. I love that. I love that. (laughs)